JP, I, I took a bunch of money from a sponsor for the show. Uh, that's Nate. That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah, we're, Thank God. We're we can use some now. money. Yeah. That's uh that's probably good. I, I, you know, whistleblowing doesn't pay the bills. So it's a big pharmaceutical company that makes uh, exclusively the most dangerous opioids on the market. That's what they told me. That's uh, that's horrible. Yeah. Wait, what? Har- oh, Nate. crap. You know, you, you know what I do for, you know what I do for a living, right? You have a thing. You have a, I you did. have a thing with big pharma. I, the, yeah. We're not friends. I'm trying to sue mm-hmm. them for killing people, you know? Yeah. Right. HBO. I forgot all about that. You were in it. You were on HBO, like the friends. I mean, a little bit. It was more about how pharmaceutical companies killed everybody, but uh, I guess it's the same kind of humor. I love the friends so much, man. (laughs) Nate, please return that money. But did we get cars out of it? I'll give it back. We didn't get cars. Uh, I'm still bothering the president of that auto company to send us cars, or we will not stop doing commercials for them. Rivian. Maybe um, send us cars. Don't send us opioids. Yeah, I got to give that back. I'm, I messed yeah, up. Yeah, Nate, send that money back. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay, no worries, buddy. I'll send it All right. back. Right. All right. Although I do like money. Hey, all of my friends. Welcome to Friendsmen, the best show about the show Friends between two best friends who are the best friends that ever talked about the show Friends. I am JP. And I'm here today with my best friend, the one, the only, Nate. Nate, how you doing? Doing great, buddy. That was really good. Smooth. It flowed. Smooth. Smooth. I've had a lot of caffeine um, this morning, so everything's really coming out fast. We, sh- we Nate, should record cannot- that and get it down. You cannot take money from pharmaceutical companies. You, it's a, you're going to make me, I'm going to lose my job, dude. Says who? As HBO. Says who I can't do Nate, that. Come on. Come on. We got to talk about this. It's so cool. I'm on an HBO documentary, dude. It's very cool. Did you uh, watch it yet? I didn't watch it yet. I'm trying to watch it with my wife, and she's hard to uh, pin down for a, for a viewing type thing. So did you actually make the babies watch it? You got to make the babies watch it. I'm going to have the babies watch it, uh, get all the grisly info about how terrible uh, the opioid ec- epidemic was oh. and how awesome my friend JP is. Look, babies love death statistics. This is just a universal, everybody knows this. They can't get enough of it. They can't get enough of them, Nate. Um, we've also, as always, got our producer, Chris White. Chris White, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I think you're right that the babies are going to like, I mean, the babies like a talking head documentary broadly, and especially one that is based in scientific history and discussions of Appalachia. These JP, are all things do you, babies love. Do you jingle any keys during the documentary? <laughs> it's almost exclusively what I do. Is that jingle keys. Yeah. My kids yeah. will watch it though. My kid, oh my, my kid would like the box the documentary came in. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I, I don't want to belabor all our lovely banter guys, but um, we are joined by, and I'm very excited about our guest today. This is important. Um, this is, I want to make sure I get all this right because I, I made sure I wrote it all down host of Self-Esteem Party on the Sonar Network, and just a long-time uh, podcast guest. You can hear her everywhere except on Rounding Down because they're bad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Alana. It's Alana. Oh, my God, I did it. It's Alana. 
Oh, Alana Johnson. Alana Banana. Alana Banana. Alana Banana. She's going to knife us. Wow. You know what? The song that I wrote might say put attention on me, but not if it's going to be negative like this. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alana, my wife phonetically spelled it out. I spelled it out. I'm an idiot. I apologize, Alana. And we literally just clarified this before we started rolling. <laughs> Two seconds ago. We did. Two seconds ago. Hey, I stepped on that landmine for everybody else. I'll probably do it a couple of times during the episode. Well, oh, cool. Alana, I you... can't wait. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be better. Alana, how, how are you doing? Well, I got to be honest with you. On the old self-esteem birdie scale, I'm clocking in as low as can be. Uh, what with people oh, no. recognizing oh. who I am as a woman and oh, my identity out here. the window. I have this here. I was going to ask you, how is your self-esteem today? Honestly, previous to this podcast, probably like an eight. I woke up feeling good. And then obviously you guys did your intro. I'm easily at a three. There's no question about it. Um, I think <laughs> by the end of the podcast, that number will go back up because the podcast will be done and I'll be free from this oppression. Awesome. Um, but that no, I'm excited good. to be here. I'm excited to be here. Very, um, very excited to talk about friends. I've been, as you guys know, I, I put out a big blast to do a bunch of podcasts and I've been doing them and a lot of people, very, um, specific podcasts, I'll say, um, very, what, very what kind of podcasts? Who, okay. who did you talk to of course i don't know the names oh oh wait your <laughs> friends i know your friends i don't know their names even though i met them the rounding Jordan, down crew Jordan yes. Sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what kid, yes. yeah which uh, wait i can't remember which one had the bad audio but now i'm on a group thread about it and man i am regretting that except it was chid oh it's God. so funny that was chid i've been dunking on him in that chat it's really fun it sounded like he was uh on an, a landline in 1995 oh my god it was the most offensive thing of my life how dare you come on here with your crap audio <laughs> when i have nothing but gold to say like you have got Tell to him. be they tried to knife me please they got a slash out of me and then some Sounds like his audio wires are knifed. Yeah, don't mess. If anything, he did you a favor by sounding so shitty because then you just came through. That's good. You know what? I owe him an apology and a thank you. Consider this it. (laughs) So, Alana, we don't we don't really know Chord and Sat like per se. Uh, We mentor them as part of the terrible (laughs) podcast mentoring program, (laughs) where one terrible podcast that's obviously better mentors the other terrible podcast and we've been working with him on his audio but um he loves putting a tin can right behind his microphone okay for some reason. <laughs> okay i see <laughs> it was an odd <laughs> you know what the worst part the, the reason why i don't remember like who was who is because it was just audio as well so it wasn't yes. even video so it was like the one thing they had to get was the audio <laughs> it was the and they're afraid <laughs> They're afraid of people seeing them. Um, Chid lives in a cave. Sai <laughs> lives under a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds right. And they're, they're terrified of being caught on camera. Yeah, I get it. Bad <laughs> Wi-Fi. Bad Wi-Fi. You don't want that poor connection. I understand. <laughs> we love them. They're great guys. They're so fun. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, JP, I, had I have a, a question for Alana. 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 Alana, yeah. Well, Lana. which is oh it? Oh my God! Do you, kill do you want me to get? Me yeah. Do you want me to get Alana mm. on the line here for you? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. 
I Alona. Can we talk to Alona? Oh my Alona. God. Alona Jackson, my new alter ego. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you better watch yourself. You think the knife is bad? Please <laughs> watch yourself with Alona Jackson. Yeah. Alona sounds scary. I'm not going to lie. She's, She's horrifying. News. She's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> she puts up with nothing. About- <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell us about the, the great chili catch of 2021? Oh, oh my, my goodness. God, guys. Okay. So <laughs> what happened? Walk us through this. Okay. Here's what happened. It was late one night. I'm partying by myself and I oh, yeah. had, I had done these kind of cup hands. Um, Norm had made a bunch of chili and I, I had said that I felt I could catch the chili with my really good cup hands. I could catch the whole pot. Yeah. Here, I'll show you because the cupping Great was cupping. so well it was good cupping and i know i have small hands but it goes deep right so that's how i knew yeah. i could catch the mass volume of it so a couple of comedians start calling it out especially john door waiting for the chili toss and everyone's like where's the chili toss where's the chili toss and we had just put that like norm tweeted it as a bit next thing you know <laughs> my entire kitchen floor is covered in garbage bags i'm covered in a garbage bag <laughs> we do the chili toss Norm tosses an ungodly amount of chili at me. It explodes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it took me, what was a 30 second bit? Took an hour of deep cleaning. I, I'm like walls, like washing beans off of walls. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Like it, some of it got on my dog because she was standing by the rug on the other side of the kitchen entrance. <laughs> so then we do the first round and, you know, like here's the thing a lot of people saying i caught none as my hands were completely dry in the after photo but the real thing people were saying was bad toss bad okay toss. it was a bad toss all I've right seen this norm here. It, it, it's like he did he like flicked his wrist too much but that's it went a bad toss up. it didn't go forward oh my god like he literally threw it straight in the air so it was yeah. like, and we didn't have anything about me being able to move to catch it. It was like, I had to keep the cupped hands perfectly still. So round one, bad toss. Okay. Then we do a round two and again, a bad toss and not enough for me to catch. So I go, we've done our best. Next thing you know, the man, for some reason, I chose to marry unprompted, just throws the rest of the pot at me just throws it to hit my entire body including my new long hair yes thank you chris thank you chris okay and then i get covered in the chili my legs everything i mean it was a total disaster and i'm screaming norm and then it was like then i got <laughs> left to clean it so it was like i had to oh, strip- you clean it all yes, i had to strip down in the kitchen on the garbage bag so it's not, and then like wipe my naked body off, the chili off of my body, and then had to like compile all of it and then scrub the kitchen by myself for Norm's bit because he Come was on. posting the videos. <laughs> and that's, that's what equal, happened. That is not equal division of labor. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. We're, we're going to sue and then we're also going to establish rules for next year that are much more uh, in your favor. And uh, we'll see who wins the chili cook or the chili toss off next year. Well, here's what I'm saying, JP. I heard, uh, you know, you guys yammering on at the beginning for obviously too long. Uh, you're talking about the documentary, <laughs> you know, I'm not listening, but whatever, I kind of catch wind of it. And uh, the thing is, this needs to be a documentary on HBO. This is what chili the people talk. want. Yeah. Like, I oh, get that yeah. you have your little epidemic. Maybe people know about it. Maybe they don't. 
but the chili talk <laughs> went viral. Okay. <laughs> and the people I, it, want the information. <laughs> I, there's some behind the scenes stuff that we did not know. And uh, the people <laughs> do need this information. It's literally I, I, the behind the scenes is the whole documentary. <laughs> This is a this is crime of the century too. Uh, moving away from opioids into chili toss. So J- JP may have turned state's witness against the DEA in one of the most grand gestures of uh, you know good personship I've ever seen. But uh, I really need a documentary about about Norm's chili shortcoming yeah. and throwing the chili, the chili toss. What, chili toss. What did he know before he tossed the chili? Here's what he knew what? before he tossed the chili: that he was out for blood. That's what he knew. He had a vested I, interest in how this thing was going to turn out. I, in my experience, I bet if we go through the emails, Norm was actually fully aware of the consequences of his actions, but chose to do it anyway for the likes. Well, it's like, you know what the worst part of it is? The worst part of it is that he didn't believe in me. So it was like, wow. I was saying I can catch it. And at no point was he like, I think you can. Let's try it. It was, there's no way. Let's try it. And that came you know through I mean? in the tone of his tweet. He was like, Alana, Alana thinks that she can she can catch the chili like this? No. And I was it, like, yeah. I don't know. It was honestly, know. it was very condescending. It was very smug. Yes. And people, the people came down on him. Like the bad toss theme that was going, like people ripped him to shreds because of the bad toss. I mean, you did you just you play a gunshot noise? I literally <laughs> hit it with my elbow. <laughs> Okay, just so everybody knows, just so everyone knows, I'm the knife, but I don't condone this. Yeah, I don't condone this. I'm the knife, but I don't condone this. I don't want anything to do with this. Meanwhile, I was writing and I was like, okay, I'm going to edit that out. No problem. So long as no one comments on it. Also, I'm going to comment on the fact that Nate already said her name wrong again during that conversation about men abusing her, (laughs) belittling her. Um, Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like you have the two most unprofessional hosts I've ever met in my life. It's not, We're not good like at that. This. There's no analogy necessary. It's, We're not it's good an at actual this. fact. I told you the terrible podcasters association. That's the group we're a part of. Yeah, well, I'm part of it too on Twitter on your guys' thread, and I hate it. I hate yeah, it. that's that is the proper reaction. You really should leave that thread. I can't because we're mentoring those guys, but you should just leave. No one will hold it against you. I'm gonna plan my big exit. I'm gonna like make a video for my exit. Like it's gonna be big. And I'm going to go through oh. as many people as I can and let them know that they're the reason I'm leaving. I'm going to go individually. <laughs> and like, and there's like, just so everybody knows, there's like 53 people on this. Like, here's, here's what happened with the thread. I get a notification. It's, it's insane. So I'm, everybody DM me on Twitter to book for the podcast, right? So I'm like going through my messages, trying to keep track of which one I'm doing when, right? Um, and then I see for them rounding down. I remember I'd already done that one. And then it was like, hey, Alana. This is a thread with all the past guests. What the fuck? It's like, who? Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I swear on this? I just did. It's over. Um, (laughs) It's over. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. It's over. But it's like, I was like, who does this? Like who puts every single person that's ever been in their podcast in a group thread? It's like, if I'm on a text message. Jordan and Sky do that. Truly. If I'm on a text message with more than like two other people, it's like, consider the friendship done. It's been nice knowing you, but peace and grace. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm going to go through and it's, let each one of you know why you're the reason. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I think I keep everybody up on in there that, could use that. I keep up in that message. I read everything and it's, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. And you know what? Just to the rounding down gang. Um, listen, I know we're having a lot of laughs about you guys and, uh, and everything like that. But in all honesty, 
um, get it together. Um, you know, you guys are a hot mess. Yeah. Let's figure it out and, uh, let's stop wasting my time. That's the key. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel bad at all. They trash talk you guys. I don't feel bad at all. They did. They They did. They They trash talk you. On your episode. It was messed up. Yeah. I don't feel bad. I, I, it's tough live it's tough living in their heads rent right no i had a great time that was a that was a fun podcast <laughs> that one was good because i got to talk about something i love ah great. no but chris it's because i talked about something i liked exactly. so me i was the best part of the podcast also they I, told me i was going to be on and i have not been on yet so wow controversy unbelievable unbelievable yep Chris, this is Chris. This is your chili toss of 2021. This, this huge slam on you. Oh yeah, dude. calling them out. Bad toss, my man. Bad toss. Well, Elena, I, I know you, you you mentioned your 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 big uh, press for guest spots, and we were happy to take one of those up. But why don't you tell everybody you have a podcast, Self Esteem Party? Yeah, you want to tell everybody about it? I, I I'm not. I, I have been listening. Great. Um, it's great. <laughs> I, I, I will just say before you, I, I want to hear, you know, you were what I want to hear why, why you even started doing it. But I will tell you that uh, it, it's, it is a nice joyful spot in an otherwise kind of cynical online uh, world out there right now. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Um, I started doing it out of peer pressure. Uh, basically <laughs> I'm not, not no exaggeration. I, I came to the peer pressure in which um, people were kind of forcing me into doing a podcast and Norm had the equipment. So it, you know, got to the point where really there was no excuse. Um, I resisted doing it for months. And then even while I was doing it, I really tried to get out of it. I mean, just every week, you can't even imagine. And it was my, like, it was me booking people and then being like, you can't make it. <laughs> like, didn't want to do it because I hated it so much. <laughs> but, like, no. but, but to sum it up, it is the feel good podcast of the year. As much as I hate it, it, it's nothing but joy bringing that to everybody else out there. Um, basically, I interview uh, comedy pals of mine and some non-comedy pals, mix it up every once in a while. Um, some new friends, some old friends, and we just talk about how we're feeling, what's going on, um, some self-esteem related things. It's like a real mental wellness um, podcast, which is kind of fun because you know, we hear all these people we're fans of on various improv podcasts and, you know, things like that. And then it's really fun to hear the behind the scenes, their chili toss of 2021, the B- the BTS, <laughs> the behind the scene, um, and hear some personal stories about them. Um, and it's a lot of laughs. It's a lot of laughs, but there's like some sincere episodes. We've had some tears. It gets real, it gets real um, because we just follow what's coming out. There's no, like, I never go in with an agenda. I never have anything to talk about. Um, and you can tell I'm floundering out there, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's really fun. I love doing it. And then I do the intro with producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. And, um, that's always really fun. It's fun to catch up in the house that we have both been trapped in. Uh, for a year and a half, we got a head start. We trapped ourselves in previous to the pandemic. We thought, you know what? Oh, God. Let's trap ourselves in this house because we'll be out <laughs> soon enough. And we weren't. Um, but no, it's really fun. <laughs> and yes, available on Stoner Network and wherever you get your podcast. And I, I do love doing it now because it is the only way I see my friends. It's like we saw no one. And I, at least once a week, I got to see a friend that I would see around the theater, which we don't have that's the luxury like of anymore. This too. Yeah, it's just like a way to hang out. And like, that's why I did blast about doing other people's podcasts because 
it's new friends. And when you would do live shows or even go to a coffee shop and talk to the barista or talk to whatever, it was like, you make new friends all over the place. I love doing that. And I was no longer exposed to new people. So it's like even coming on here today, sure, I only like a couple of you, but it's been nice <laughs> to even just get to know uh, to get to know you and like chat with you. You know what I mean? Let's see by the end of the episode if you guys can figure out who I like and who I don't like. Lana, Atlanta. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Oh, okay, so Nate, Nate, like, she definitely doesn't like Nate. Nate and she really I likes like Chris. I'm, I'm already got Nate, this. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Nate, I don't like you, okay? Spoiler alert, <laughs> it's you. I was going to request that you you focus your knives on me for the episode, but I think it's I've done, already done my man. It's, it's done. Yeah. Thank you. Here's okay. the thing. Sorry, Nate. Just so everybody knows um, that's listening out there, the boys gave me the instruction that if I wanted to stop talking to them, I just give them the finger. But I'm only giving this to Nate. So Nate, if you need to address me, you go through JP and then JP, you address me. Okay, <laughs> and that's then fair. I'll respond through Chris and then Chris can relay the message. You know what it is? It's that Alana is a very Chicago way of saying it. And I want to say it that way. But Alana is a very um, surfer dude, California way of saying it. Okay. And, and that is where Weiger. the It's like a Weiger thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I lived in Chicago, everyone would say Elena. Hey. Elena. And then, and then here, so Alana. And then here, Alana. And in, Can- and in Canada, Alana, which is what it is, and which is where I'm from. Even though, I don't know if you saw the buzz, I am a citizen now. Don't know if you guys saw that. Are oh, you a citizen? I, I, I know you had mentioned on the podcast that you were you had just done the uh, the exam that morning. That's awesome. Congrats. <laughs> congratulations. I'm, I'm, in, congratulations I'm in Texas. Congratulations to you. <laughs> I'm in Texas. We're going to send you a uh, six shooter so you can really feel like a real American. <laughs> guys. Okay. Did you get your gun? I, I, I do oh, not condone Norm, Norm is in the kitchen taking out the chili so there are no witnesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, it was very exciting. I had the big swearing ceremony um, wow. in which the guy told us, because it's not the big one like they used to do um, where you would wait and they'd bring like, you know, a couple hundred at once. This was much smaller, like, you know, maybe 30 people or something because of COVID. So we all had to be socially distanced and everything. And um, the guy was like, you know, you have to read the oath, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, inside of this envelope is your passport application. It will take six months due to COVID. You can leave, but consider yourself stranded because you're never getting back in this country. (laughs) I was like, and then he immediately went into the swearing and then was like, repeat after me. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it was oh like, my God. So, and then the whole oath is literally me saying I'm going to join the army. Like the whole oath was just Whoa. me being like, "Yes, I will <laughs> bear was, arms. Yes, I will do this." And I was like, "What is happening right now?" We're about okay. here. I, so I was going to ask you. What, first of all, what's on the what's on the test? Because I think people joke about it's like how many color? friends questions are on the test. Okay, here's all the questions. For, yeah, for, we did two tests, one friends and then one civics. We did two tests. Sure. Um, you got to pass both to get you in. You got to pass both. Here are off the top of my head all the questions that I can remember that I answered. They asked you 10. Okay. Um, what are the 13 stripes? What did the 13 stripes on the flag represent? Okay. The original colonies. Um, oh, who yeah. is our current okay. president? Joe Biden, President Joe Biden. Easy. When was the Constitution you, written? News. Yeah, when was the Constitution written? 1787. Um, who was the president during World War One? Woodrow Wilson. 
And the only other one that I remember was, um, I believe it was, what is the uh, capital of the state? And it's Sacramento. And those were the ones okay. I remembered. Yeah, okay. those, that's what I remember. You aced it. Did you, so yeah. did, you, did, you, did you get citizenship like magna, magnum cum laude then? For getting 100% on the test? What? <laughs> you mean, you mean am I the most citizen? <laughs> yeah, you're like the valedictorian of citizens. I am. I got I got named best American <laughs> at the old ceremony. They <laughs> crowned me. It was beautiful. What object does Ross see that reminds him of his relationship with Julie? That's our citizenship question here. That's t- I, I don't know that one, man. Oh, it's the Visine, JP. The eye drops. Who's ah, Visine? <laughs> oh my God, you're good. Uh, you know what, Nate? I'm back in. Thank you. Oh, wow. I'm back in. Say my name wrong again, though, and I am out. I'm literally leaving the conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I, I gotta tell you, Elena, we we had a, a between seasons. We're doing a friends trivia, bringing back guests from the last season we did. Um, Nate ostensibly won this year uh, as the host of a friends podcast. It seems I won by a lot. Like he should, um, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you if you're feeling up for uh, maybe uh, taking you know challenging the throne a little later, it sounds like you got that knowledge. I would love to. Why not? Well, Let's see. Bring it. Honestly, bring it because <laughs> I'm ready and I've been training all year. So Elena, what, what is, what is your relationship with the show friends? Uh, we have a, a, a lot of people have come on. I grew up, I, I was in middle or high school and college when it was airing. So even if I wasn't watching, everybody was aware of it. Um, a lot of people didn't watch it, caught it in syndication and just have a uh, passing knowledge. But it sounds like you, you have a pretty deep affection here, or at least once yeah. did. I've seen all the episodes. Um, I find it's a great show to have on now um, in the background when you're like cleaning or on your computer and stuff like that. It's like the perfect show to have on. I will say growing up watching Friends, it was always the debate between Friends and Seinfeld and Seinfeld always won for me. Yeah. So that was always kind of the conversation about friends. Like it was never like, Oh, did you see the friends episode? It was, Oh, did you watch Seinfeld? Um, and that's what we talked about, but I still watch friends and I really liked it. I will say though, I'm sorry. The Rachel and Ross is the most boring relationship. It's like the Jim and Pam on the office. It's just the most boring relationship on the absolute planet. And it really took me out of the game, especially in the earlier seasons, like when they first get together. And I'm like, Rachel, you know, we're already curling in with this cut enough with high volume, like a John and Kate plus eight here bird nest. But it's like, and now you're with like a literal wet pencil of a man. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it took me out of it a bit, but then both of them got funnier later. They both redeemed themselves. And like the producers figured out what was going on in the writer's room and they were like, fix it. Because yeah, it's more BB's stealing this show right now, and we need to make everybody and like her, to. and continues oh, to, man. and we need to make everybody like her. Yeah. So you're in, you're you're in great company with us. I think we, as we've JP, watched in the first season, we, we one got thing. Real, oh, go ahead, Nate. Sorry, one thing about what Alana just said. Uh, I was reading about the Looney Tunes the other day, and how the first time they made Bugs Bunny say "What's up, Doc." And showed it to an audience, they like lost their mind, and, were and they like, ran Whoa. out of the theater. No, they were like <laughs> rolling in the in the aisles because they were laughing so much. But yes, I'm sure some of them were afraid of the rabbit talking. But it really was that reason that like 
audiences couldn't conceive of a rabbit being so funny (laughs) and they like lost it. And I think that's a little bit of what we were getting from Ross and Rachel when we were watching this in its original run is that like, yes, watching it now, it's the most boring thing in the entire world. It's It's the worst storyline and they just A-list it every fucking time. I think we were all caught up with it in the time though. Do you remember talking about Ross and Rachel with your friends? (laughs) <laughs> Chris, Q knife. knife, Q knife, knife sound. <laughs> I Nate, I do, I do remember uh, at the very least the prom video. Like, I just thought that was the sweetest thing in the world, and like, like sad, but like, I never, that's a good episode. I really cared. I the prom I was one was good. The pr- mm-hmm. I love the flashbacks of them. That was more mm-hmm. fun because Rachel's being funnier in the flashback. Than in present day because she takes herself so seriously. Yes, and in the flashback, yes. it's like she's. I mean, obviously Monica's the best part, but it's like you know <laughs> Rachel's being Rachel is being funny for Rachel. So I don't I mind love, that. I love Ross's different haircuts whenever they oh, show. Of course, flashbacks. with him and Chandler, get real. <laughs> There's oh my god, Chandler. They. I, I mean, they they show we're in season two when we in the episode we're about to talk about. They they really found their footing relatively quickly in season two. I think season one was still, I mean, there's a lot of like just basic ass sitcom shit in the first season and, and romance storylines that nobody really cares about. And, and you just see, we've talked about this a lot. We love, we love uh, Phoebe as the character. We also love Lisa Kudrow as the actress. She Mm -hmm. steals scenes. David Schwimmer steals scenes. Ross, terrible fucking character. Terrible. Awful human. We hate a man. We love him. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I think they realized Jennifer Aniston just had a lot of talent and was able to do a lot more than just be the pretty ditzy rich girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see a lot. It's, it's just, I, I just, you, you were talking about, you know, they realized Phoebe was stealing the fucking show. And I think we're in the middle of Phoebe stealing every scene that she's in. Yeah. Well, the problem is Rachel's looks was the problem because um, she became the most popular one off screen in real life. Everybody was more obsessed with her. So they had to make her character better because she was the more popular one. They had to follow that and lean into her more and it worked. Mm. And you see her like, Getting way funnier as the show way goes on. Way funnier, especially like getting you know, a lot of stuff to do. Really, the longer her hair got, the funnier she got as she <laughs> progressed. It was like kind of, kind of like me, but it was like the longer the hair gets, the funnier she got. A bit of a Samson thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> right. The power is. Mm-hmm. I so, have no so power. We, I just cut all my hair off. So were you watching? And it shows. Friends? Yeah. What shiny head? <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> So were you? My were daughter you said Friends? my head was shiny last night. Sorry, it is a little shiny, Nate. Although yeah, she's not wrong. Your head. Did you have the headphones on? Because it's definitely shiny in that one spot. Another shiny part. You here. literally look like you greased up for the talk. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's blinding. It's <laughs> it's it's too much. Oh man! Hey man, gonna, hey, a... you knew you knew when you asked yeah. me to do this podcast. Yeah, you heard me on rounding down. I ripped them a new one. You knew. I love Nate, was, it. Nate was Nate was prepping for a hype Williams video, possibly for a rolling belly. Um, no, Alana, I, I, Alana, 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 Alana. You said Is that it right. right? I you fucked it up it right. and then I fucked it up. I'm in my head about it now. I'm so scared. I'm so intimidated. 
Thank you, Chris. The audience is right. The audience is right. She likes I totally, Chris. I, I was like, oh my God, self-esteem party. She's so nice. She's so sweet. She's so funny. I can't wait to have her on. And then I heard rounding down. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm so oh, fucked, shit. man. Oh, no. Because there's two. Here's the thing. There's two Alanas. On the self-esteem party, I'm Alana Johnston. On everyone else's podcast, I'm Alona Jackson. <laughs> the alter ego coming out. That's truly the knife is Alona Jackson. Like I'm just oh, putting man. this together now, but it's like it's so clear. It's clear as day. <laughs> Alona Jackson's badass. <laughs> how did how did where did the knife moniker come from? Oh, I made it up. Um when I introduced myself <laughs> on the podcast, they were like, um, I was oh, like, off a spoon man. Alana, yeah. And they, I was like, spoon man. And I was like, well, just call me Alana the knife Johnston. And that was it. Done deal. Just wow, like that. Alana yeah. is the dough boys. Oh my yeah. God. Is this why you dragged me to hell? No. <laughs> Alana, no. Is, is Mitch cool? The coolest. <laughs> I've known Mitch. Is Mitch the cool? Coolest. Okay, is, you guys did see cool. the, you, did you guys see the still from uh uh whatever is it called? Future oh my god, the tomorrow, movie? tomorrow, whatever tomorrow something. War. Dude, Mitch looks good as shit. I have to say that I'm so excited for that. I, I it, I'm very excited. I love 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 seeing my friends in whatever they do if my friend is in something i will watch it even if i don't know the show i will always tune in it's like at least one episode it's just so exciting because it's like there is no competitiveness because a job for one is a job for all it's like it just it's an example that jobs exist you know what i mean that's yes absolutely that's a wonderful they always say uh, a rising tide floats all boats i mean it's uh, we we're all I'm sorry, I've never heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do they not have, do they not have <laughs> water in Canada? I, yeah, you're sitting here have, whipping out your semen talk. I don't want to hear it, okay? Look, <laughs> this is disgusting. I'm from, I'm from Baltimore. Do you guys not have a Chesapeake Bay in, in Canada? Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Shut up, baby. Take it to your HBO dog. I don't want to hear it, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I will say I was going through your uh, your past credits and I haven't seen the show in years. I don't know that I noticed, but you were in an episode of Birthday Boys. Two. I was in season one He's and one two. Of the guys, JP. Yeah, I'm oh, one of the wow. guys. I was in like I was in like one of the hot topic sketches. I was in like I, what I sketch. feel was one of their funniest sketches because of them. They were being like super funny. Obviously, they're the gay of the sketch. And um, it was they all end up having vaginas as it turns out uh or they i think they call them vaginas or something (laughs) it was like really yeah yeah, vagina it was really funny and like um i didn't like they had prosthetic on all of them like i didn't like i read the sketch before i went in but like i didn't really know what it was (laughs) (laughs) and it was like so funny when they were explaining it to me (laughs) and then they like showed me and then and then the the pubic hair had to be approved by standards and practices because of how much of a bush you can have. You couldn't have too little of a bush. And they had to keep swapping out the hair. I'm not exaggerating right now. I'm not exaggerating. Yes, this happened. It was like so fun. And I love those guys. I was, you know, good friends with those guys. They were so nice to bring me in to do that sketch. It was so much fun. And, um, oh my God, man, was I, I was dying. I was busting a guy. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the reason I, the reason I ask is, is it it seems like a lot of the community that you are a part of with, and I say that only like from listening to podcasts where I tend to hear a lot of you and, and that group together. Did you guys kind of grow up, grow up in the scene together, which is to say, like, did you meet 
when you were all still like fresh young faces in LA? No, I came after. I came, all those guys in group that I'm friends with, I came after all of them and they were all really cool to kind of like bring me along with what they were doing, which I was really grateful for because I was not in their classes or on their teams or on their level. And, um, you know, we made friends and worked together on some things and it was really nice of them to like really just embrace the new girl. Um, you know what I mean? When I hit the scene. Yeah. It was like, I mean, and listen, bless them handing me jobs. I'll take it. Like, you know, you guys are useless. I don't know what you can do for me, but man, those guys, what a (laughs) good group of guys to get in with. That's awesome. No, guys, come on. I'm sure you can get me hooked on opioids or whatever your whole prerogative is. I definitely remember. I know know a few doctors. Yeah, I wasn't listening to what side you were on. I wasn't really listening. (laughs) 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 Not really sure if you're pro, against. (laughs) We could get around the Pepsi boys, probably. You can talk about sodas. Please, I'm done with the boys. I beg of you, I'm done. (laughs) This is it. Too many boys. A <laughs> lot of boys doing podcasts. This I've learned. A lot of boys doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as, as three white men, as three we white get enough men it. here, I, I really think uh, it's important that our voices are heard finally. Yeah, here's the yes. thing, Nate. You can't get enough of it, and we can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've had enough. Exactly. We're yes. done. And we don't care. <laughs> and you don't. No, you guys aggressively don't care. It's very obvious. Uh, Atlanta, <laughs> episodes. Uh, when, with uh, with with self esteem party, do you have a favorite moment, or or or, or do you have an episode that you think if anybody's going to give it a try, this is the one that you you think is like the great entry point? You know what? Yes, it's a very um, it okay. I have two, so I would say, um, and it's kind of a more recent episode, the Christian Brune episode where I caught him the morning of his um, stepfather's wake, uh, virtual, virtual, not wake, sorry, uh, funeral, virtual Mm -hmm. um, funeral. And I didn't know he had passed. Nobody knew. None of us knew. So um, yeah, so it was very, it was a really raw podcast. It's very beautiful the way it plays out. There's a couple of tears, but it's like, it's the realness of this podcast that we truly get into whatever is happening and we follow it all the way through. Um, so that was like a really good episode. And then I would say the Holly Prazov episode as an example of like an old, old friend of mine, um, yeah, where we reveal a lot about ourselves and our personal life and our friendships. So the, and it's very funny. And, and the Christian one was too, which was like amazing to have some laughter and tears, which is like, so which is true to life. Really. We flip back and forth in traumatic times. And, uh, the, but the Holly episode is a really good one. We got some sick burns in there and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) because we know each other so well. So, um, that those would be the two, just to give you an idea of like different ways the podcast can turn out, um, in terms of like tapping into what's going on in that moment. The Christian Brune episode appears to be April 27th of this year. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Recent. Yeah. so if people are looking for it, uh, it's a very recent episode. I'm making sure to download that one. That sounds great. You're going to, uh, you're going to love it, JP. You're going to love it. The, uh, well, the mother's day episode was so emotional. I, I, I mm-hmm. loved that. And it was such a, what a, what a wonderful, the, the concept of, of grief being a continuing thing. You don't just get over it. It's just with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and Shahana. Yeah. It was a, beautiful beautiful episode um, oh thank you yeah it was nice I, I, I her and i had never met really nice like i said to make some new friends really nice 
And what a beautiful oh, thing to um, bond over. Great. And you had such a, you had such a, an immediate connection. Now I, I have to we ask really did. Though, um, how did your neighbor's flower sale go? I bought some, I ended up buying some, all the <laughs> neighbors in the fourplex bought some it, wildly overpriced, but you know, everyone's hustling. And, um, it did last the full three days as it turns out lot long hours. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you said there was no, there was no street access to the flowers. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. I think hence the long hours just to kind of make up for the street traffic, the lack thereof. Oh my God, the flower, I'm going to say a huge success and I can't wait to see the next business that literally springs up on my front lawn. <laughs> very, <laughs> very excited for the next entrepreneurial um, exploration. Always here. a good thing. Always. Oh my goodness. Thanks for asking. That is why I'm on here. Just to let the people know about the flower sale. <laughs> I was, I was sad that it, I, I heard it after mother's day. I would have gone, I would have hiked out there and gotten some flowers from my mom all the way back on the East coast. Well, I hope you have 20, I hope you have $20 for a slim selection. <laughs> <laughs> and, and can your neighbor hear you through the wall again? Yes. The oh, well, and I'm hearing her right now. She knows. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She, she 100. Listen, you can hear everything. <laughs> we were Is that railing. Yeah, is it that <laughs> she's asking right now? Yeah, is that the Frenchman podcast I don't care about? Yeah, that's what she's asking. <laughs> uh, well, who remembers the name of this episode? The one bef- after the Super Bowl, part one. Yes, part one. All right. Do you know why um, it's this, called that, JP? I'm going to get a. Um, it aired after really keep- the Super Bowl that year. What? Yeah. Do you think more people tuned in to watch the Super Bowl or do you think people just kind of like tuned into the Super Bowl because it was on before Friends? They were watching it because Friends was on it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, hey, Nate, do you want to take lead on the episode discussion? Sure. I'm a, I have yeah. a little bit of a distraction going on. No worries. Don't worry about it. This is an um, Emmy Award winning episode, JP. Really? Now, the director Emmy won what? an Emmy. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, uh, I Michael hope it wasn't Lembeck. like Brooke Shields winning or something. <laughs> but it also said in the trivia that this uh, episode got her a TV show like the next year or something. Her performance as the stalker in this episode got her her own TV show. Wow. She was um, funny. Really? She was hilarious. She was. I'm trying to think. What was her TV show? I remember her having a TV show. I cannot. I, I keep thinking Caroline in the City, but it was not Caroline in the City. They already not had Caroline Leah Thompson on in first season. Suddenly Susan. Okay. One lead in her own sitcom, Suddenly Susan, based on her performance this year. That's that's a did not know that. Would not have guessed that. Damn, I haven't been doing the guest star right. (laughs) Well, Alana, Alana, that's that's an interesting question. Who of all the guests on Friends, which it doesn't have to be like a cameo big star, which 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 friends weird guest character do would you most want to play? See this? Oh, that I would want to play. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, um, probably Janice. Yeah, yeah. That Jan- that because first of all, she keeps coming back, and second of all, the story keeps getting more complicated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and these are all the things I represent: a return that's complicated. We've done a little bit of research on her. She did an interview. She said she created that character. Like it was oh, fantastic. Of course she it did. It's so well Chandler's done. Girlfriend, but she came up with the laugh. She said Chandler's funny, so she better have a good laugh. It's yeah. it's an incredible character. It's a great character. Incredible. 
Yeah, really meaty. So yeah, the Janice. I believe she will be at the reunion. I think they had oh, a little. She I has think to they be. Actually, had her laughing yeah. in the trailer. She has to. Are be. you excited for the reunion? Sure. <laughs> that's how i would describe it too yeah, are you aware sure. that bts and justin bieber are scheduled to make cameos how do you feel about it now oh now i'm in of course yeah. justin bieber god <laughs> what is he gonna say he will yeah. be in the armadillo costume it is confirmed okay okay don't know what that means <laughs> I don't know what that means i, I no i'm really costume. i'm really wondering like who is this aimed at? Because on the one hand, I'm an old person who likes the show. I, I could watch it if it was on. But on the other hand, I don't give a shit about BTS or Justin Bieber. And you guys can come right fucking at me. You know where to find me. Come on the show, BTS and Justin Bieber. Wow. wow. I don't give a shit wow. about them. Yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I do not approve of anything that either of them do. But you but do approve of opioids. We know this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's my brand. That's what we're doing. We're drawing in everybody that doesn't like friends with the BTS boys, with Justin Bieber, with uh, you know what though. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. They're going to make sure that this is the most watched event of the year by throwing BTS in. Yeah, the Super Bowl of friendship, definitely. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I definitely. I I think I've said on the show before, but I have a I have a couple of nieces. One of them, she is uh, seventeen now. But even just a couple of years ago, she was watching Friends on on uh, on Netflix. Like it's just bizarre to me that this show has remained a, a, in the zeitgeist. And yeah, so maybe maybe she'll be excited that Justin Bieber and or BTS will be on. But I understand why it's still a big thing because all of them became wildly famous. That someone your niece's age would be watching now as movie stars. So yeah, sure. I'm I'm not surprised. It's one of the few shows where everybody blew up. All of them. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that doesn't have, yeah, yeah, of course. But it's like, that's kind of rare where they all do it. That's hard to do. Yeah. They were showing an interview of Joey talking during the reunion and he's talking about how he was watching the news and there's like aerial shots of all of their houses on the news, like after they had blown up and he's like, Oh, this is like, this is different. This, this is like big. (laughs) We had the same, we had the same thing happen with the flower sale. We oh, wound really? up, yeah, the apartment complex wound up on the 6 p.m. news <laughs> <laughs> with aerial shots of the sale and the prices. And the lines going down the street. And the lines going down the street for the big successful yeah, sale. distance, of course, everyone. Of course, <laughs> guys. Yeah, each, to social distance properly, each flower was sold one at a time. <laughs> so you had to keep wow. coming back if you needed a big game. <laughs> it's a good business model. JP, we got three different stories here today. We got Joey Stalker. Mm-hmm. We got Ross's uh, monkey, his famous mm-hmm. monkey. Mm-hmm. And we got Phoebe singing songs at the library for kids, right? <laughs> yes, we do. And we've Great got stories. Of, we've got a handful of cameos in here that are, are pretty fucking big. Although I got to say, maybe my favorite is our, uh, uh, Dan. I never say his, la- his last name right. Dan Castellaneta. Castellaneta. Thank you. Castellaneta. He will always be one of my favorite human beings for everything he's done on The Simpsons. We already talked about Brooke Shields, Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? One of them, and then the singer, uh, Chris, Chris Isaac. Isaac. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, so star-studded. They, they probably spent, they blew out the budget for this for sure. 
Um, but it was probably, I mean, I didn't look at the ratings, but I'm assuming that this might be one of their highest rated episodes of all time. Sure. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, after, right after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, everyone's going to keep it on because they're all tired from the turkey. Yeah. Um, okh- this is, I'm, the, I'm the studio. I'm the studio exact. What's this turkey you're They're all going to be tired from the turkey. They're going to be sleeping. We got to put friends on. As an American, now you need to understand that uh, the Super Bowl counts as your your other major holiday, and you make a nice big Super Bowl turkey. Uh, you get all the all the we call it. You can do stuffing, or you can do um, um, uh, dressing. cornbread dressing. Yep. It, either way, you put gravy on everything, which I know they love doing up in Canada. Um, called the big it's game. Nice. It's it's the big game. It's the big. Welcome to America. Um, <laughs> cool. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> for my Super Bowl turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Make All right, so Nate, so take us. Let's take us. Where do you want to start with uh, Phoebe? Yeah, let's start with Phoebe. She goes and plays songs for children at the library. Um, they're honest songs, which I appreciate. It you have to you have to be honest with children. Um, you have to tell them where Grandma went. You have to tell them how. The food they're eating is made, and you have to talk to them about uh, being bisexual, right? That's the last one that she sings. Yes. Um, yeah. And and let me let me ask, hey, Chris, Chris and Nate, you both have children. Are you are you mm-hmm. is this level of honesty what you bring to your parent uh, your parental relationship with your children? Yes. <laughs> and that's Chris's <laughs> yes. That's Thank the you, way Tinker Chris. Chris. <laughs> But it's a pretty self-explanatory uh, storyline in the episode. Uh, the guy, the guy, Chris Isaac bothered not not Chris Isaac, but the character who's playing bothered me. He's he's making out with with a girl at the children's library room. Disgusting, horrifying, not cool, disgusting. The parents should have had a problem with that. <laughs> should have been an know. arrest. There should have been an arrest. <laughs> it's on the kids' carpet. I don't know if you oh. noticed that. It's right there. Oh. It's like under the plastic tree with the owl. It's that tells literally you at the front of the room where the stage is, the makeshift stage. And it was before they started, she started singing. So the kids were seated. And no. it was like, it was a good kiss too. Like certainly hey, not hey, something ma'am, that what I wouldn't give. <laughs> I'd be walking around with a bunch of kids too if I was getting smooched that hot and heavy. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I and, love and that storyline. It's um the songs were because I love when Phoebe sings. It's yes. like one of my favorite things of the show. I love the actual singing itself. And then of course I love the content of what it's about and everything. But I the kissing thing was like the first thing I noticed. I know because I didn't have <laughs> any other problem with that storyline. Than the right. kissing because they did it twice <laughs> and I had yeah. no problem with that storyline but that I was like that's unacceptable. Yeah, I'm feeling. I just want to put in that he's out. 42. I just looked it up because I was like, I feel like Chris Isaac is one of those dudes that was dying his hair black as soon as he was like 25 and just kind of kept he it was rolling. Was 40 then? Is he good? Good on him. He was he born in 1956. So what? What I wouldn't oh, give yeah. for a smooch with a, such an old man who's that <laughs> steamy. He looks looks like a teenager. What is happening? (laughs) I'm popping a boner as we speak. Hello. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, and that storyline concludes with something that I wish they kept doing, which is Phoebe doing 
a little musical smelly cat lesson with the person who's the guest that's also a musician. Uh, they did it with the woman before. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but there oh, was one more was musician the that was the pretenders. Yeah, her. Yeah. And she teaches her to play Smelly Cat at the end over the credits. Yes. And then she does the yes. same thing with Chris. It's a funny bit. Yeah, it is. And then it's it ends a- ends with the silly, um, oh, try singing in a man's voice. Or that's a woman's yeah. voice or something like that. That's a woman's voice, Chris Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Isaac's song will come back later this season. Uh, it's the song Ooh. that plays when uh, Rachel and Ross hook up in the observatory. Ugh, disgusting. Spoilers. One of the disgusting. most boring episodes and hookups I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> ooh, ooh, how how crazy! I had sex near like wasn't it the people or what, what the cavemen or whatever that they were beside? I can't remember what they saw. Oh God! In the morning. They go Ooh. to the observatory, but they wake up in the caveman. They, observatory. Yeah, they wake up there, but they were like originally under the stars thing or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. do you know how many kids touch all this shit? Like, you guys are disgusting. Everybody you might as well ha- yeah. when they wake up. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. All, all, these people do is have, yeah, all these people do is have sex in front of kids, basically. It's like, that's a whole show. <laughs> like, everybody's being crazy. Thank you, Chris. It's like, everybody's being so crazy on this show. I get that you're 30, but like, listen, I'm in my 30s. You don't see me like tits out and about having a laugh, like at the expense of children. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I got it. We have a children's library right around the corner here. And I was thinking Claire and I could go on a date later. Like you guys getting the wrong impressions here. (laughs) Oh yeah. You're right. We're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's us. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Ross's. Uh, monkey JP's dog is here. Oh my goodness! He's oh, so it's not. Cute. This is this is Remy who we're watching. And he's dog that not, he's babysitting. He does not know me. boundaries. Oh, no. God. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, he does uh, not know boundaries, much like Marcel, because the monkey plotline is disgusting. That monkey is essentially <laughs> a parasite. <laughs> Thank you. That monkey is essentially a parasite that you've consensually allowed on your body. So don't you come at me when you get ticks and tapeworm, my friend. It's like, it's disgusting. I was so upset that the monkey was back. And it's like, cause I remembered the episode when I was watching it from the first time seeing it or whatever. I hated every plot line with the monkey. I hated the whole saga. They've got him drinking beer right next to bikini babes. That's not safe. No, it's not. Again. Sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a cool monkey. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool as hell, JP, but it's not safe. It's not safe. That's, okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's like, it's not for me. Just, I hated it. And then it's like, yeah, not for me. What, what, what is it? You, you sound like, it sounds like you have a real vitriol going back. What, what is it that initially rubbed you the wrong way about Marcel? An animal. An animal rubs you the wrong way because they're trying to hump you and have babies. It's like, this is the problem is that it's like, I'm just not an animal fan. <laughs> yes, I have a dog. I'm going to stick with my original statement. Because it's like <laughs> they're dirty and all this kind of business, but like a monkey just seems like it gets in everything. Yes, absolutely. like doesn't it? Doesn't it just seem like yeah. it gets in everything? Yes, and I yes. didn't like and it. They- it's like, and they're trying to use the monkey to make Ross funny, and I'm like, no, Ross is much funnier when it's him messing up in a relationship. That's when Ross is mm-hmm. funny, or him at work. Like the whole work saga of him taking it so seriously and loving his job is like always very funny to me because he's the smooth. He's, you know, the JP of our time. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> JP, I'm going to, I'm going to give Alana a little quote here from, uh, from Ross himself, from David Schwimmer. And I'm quoting from an interview about the monkey. 
I hate the monkey. I wish it would die. End quote. You see? Yep. And it's exactly what you said. He hated working with the monkey because it it was it was a nightmare. And like you gotta memorize your lines. Now you gotta wait for a monkey to memorize his lines. Come on, what are we doing here? (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. Unprofessional. I, 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 I am on board with you guys, especially because he's talked about how it's like he wants to interact with it and bond with the monkey, but he's not allowed to because the monkey has three spots that it needs to hit and his interaction is irrelevant. So he doesn't get to bond with it. So it's just like a little bit kind of just a moving set. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not an actual actor he's working with. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you're saying, but I want everyone to remember when Marcel turned up the, the the speaker so he could listen to uh, the lion sleeps tonight, which you know, yep. bless that monkey. That was some good. And slam the door when Ross turned. It <laughs> off. Slam the door. That's right. <laughs> um, but you know, other than that, Marcel, I agree. Hey, Marcel, yeah. get out of here. You ain't got time no, for you, Marcel. Forget this plot line. On to the next one. The only the only thing that this plot line gives us is a couple of real great comedy actors at the zoo scenes. We we get to yes. see Fred Willard telling that him that, his that is true. No, no, yeah, that's R.I.P. Fred Willard. That and then guy, the Dan, the Dan Kessel and Edison is, is so funny. Like the way that he's <laughs> monologuing about the bat and the possum. That's like my I favorite part. That. Of but Marcel's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I mean? So it's like, that's just like, that's just a so funny scene. It, that's just people being funny and pretending to be like suspicious and cool. It's like, we could put that anywhere. <laughs> that's a very good point. And Marcel absent, not, not necessary to the humor of the scene. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I really think you may have changed my mind. I may be anti, not just not just neutral, anti, anti Marcel now. Oh, we hate Marcel. But um, I, I wrote here, JP. I'm not sure where I'm going to fit this joke, and I wrote capuchin spiracy, but I don't know where I'm going to say that. Yeah, I mean, um, probably best we don't fit it in at all. Let's just cut it out. <laughs> I'd say yeah, save that in the notes. Save that yeah, in the keep, drafts. Keep, keep <laughs> Ross is told that his monkey is stolen. And that now he's a big Hollywood movie star in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Mm, that's right. We forgot to mention uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. JCVD is in the next episode. Yes. Spoilers. Yeah. He tries to have a three-way with Monica and Rachel. Nice. Mm. <laughs> okay, Chris. Well done. Wow, Chris. Very good. It. Very good. Um. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to that storyline. If I were JCVD, I'd probably try to do the same thing, or I would just be doing splits all the time. All the he time. Looks good, dude. He's in the prime of his life. Still yeah, got the shooting glasses always. on, the yellow glasses. <laughs> <laughs> always. I mean, tell me, tell me when John Claude Van Damme was not in his prime. You show me. That's an excellent point. <laughs> and, like, and like do a side by side of him and uh Steven Seagal now, who looks like he's just constantly getting stung by bees. Yeah. Steven Seagal looks like if you took me and JP and mashed our body masses together, he would be like way taller and way bigger. And he would kind of look like both of us, except he has a ponytail. Yeah. Steven Seagal looks like he wakes up saying, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is what he looks like. I'm done. I can see it. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. He rolls over. He's got like a melted half drunk chocolate milkshake on the, on the nightstand. Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah exactly totally those glasses are so cool oh, oh god um, okay so so yeah so marcel though he's in a he's a famous movie star now and they go to see him at the set and like it's crazy that they think they're gonna get like on the set because they know the monkey 
Like that's and their they, plan. They, they go up. Yeah. And they don't, the plan fails. <laughs> and they absolutely don't. <laughs> yeah. Miserably. Like even when Ross sees the monkey, he's still not allowed to get past the barrier. So he Marcel. literally never gets on set. Marcel, it's me, Ross. He's not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's you know i mean the whole thing's terrible because it's like they think it's a victory that marcel left his mark to come they and say hello but like that's a director's nightmare yeah your monkey is unprofessional and doesn't like you he likes music but not you yeah the monkey's yeah, ex-girlfriend yeah. is here can we get her out of here <laughs> <laughs> Elena, have you worked? Have you worked with any animals in your in your career? No, I refuse. That's good. That's good. That's I'll good. get a commercial audition. Like, must be good with dogs or this, this, and this. I decline all of them. That's fair. For what? Oh. For what? For who? I'm not trying to like shove a weird animal on you guys. Get out of my life. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? You know, and you know, you know that dog's going to try to be the star anyway. It's terrible. It's like if you ask me, yeah, if you ask me to do an animal based audition, I'm going to be like, cool. Can I bring my dog for you to breastfeed? It's like, that's basically what you're asking <laughs> me to do to your dumbass dog. So it's like, I'm not going to raise your dog like my own, you know, I'm not doing it. My own dog. That's what I'm saying. I'm breastfeeding my own dog here. I'm dried <laughs> out. <laughs> Crack nipples. You know what I mean? Get off my back. That's not usually how we get to nipple talk on this show. Anyways, the third plot line. <laughs> yeah, anyways, the, the stalker. Speaking the of crack nipples, Brooke Shields. Oh, yeah, it's the best plot line. Brooke Shields in, in her, uh, her role that launched her second career. Best one of, the, of this episode. Best one of the episode. She thinks Joey is Dr. Drake Ramore and she acts like she's in a soap opera all the time. Yeah. And she's really good. It's funny. I don't even have this that much to say about this plot line because it was executed perfectly. It's a very yeah. simple setup. Crazy woman. Very simple setup. But she played it with like such intensity and using her like beauty to lure him in, but like being dramatic, but like an intensity in her eyes without them being too crazy because there's like so much love behind it. It was like, I don't even have notes. I'm like, I couldn't have done it that well. Like I would have come off as too crazy. She just came off as like a a woman that genuinely loves this man and is concerned for him. Like it it was amazing. Amazing. I love when she laughs. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the the beautiful head toss. Of course. (laughs) Um, and then they oh, all no, throw wait, water is JP and frozen? Get her out of it. Wait, oh no, JP frozen. JP's frozen. He'll be back. JP, if you can a... hear us leave and come back. There, there he, is. he is. Perfect. We got you. Um, they, so to get to get Joey out of this friggin' mess that he's in, Joey's canceled, by the way, for for dating a woman that thinks he's a television doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a song. That's a that's amazing. I love that. We we stopped playing that right after JP recorded it, and we need to bring it back. We definitely need to bring it back. <laughs> can you guys hear me? By the way, yeah. we can hear you, buddy. Okay, I got. I don't know why I got disconnected. I think it might be. It's okay. Someone else using. Some no, no, no. Nate was oh. talking. We all logged off. It's no problem. I talked. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> and they started talking, and I went leave meeting, and then I rejoined because I was like, "Well, he usually talks for a bit," so I waited, and then I rejoined. <laughs> I love getting knifed. Um, there we go. All right. But I feel like Joey, so like right after we made the song, which I feel pretty proud of. Me too. 
Joey had a good run. He didn't get like, canceled he anymore. Episodes. He was being nice. Yeah. Right. That's right. I mean, mostly it was Chandler. Chandler was got canceled a couple times. Trying to have sex with somebody by mistaken identity, which was pretty rapey. That's bad. That was There's a lot really of really creepy. Stuff that was on. not a good one. And Joey was just like, Can you guys, you guys make a Chandler is gross right now? Really- make no mistake. The guys on this show suck. The women oh, yeah. are way funnier than them and have more interesting plot lines, in my opinion. And, and that's real life, too. The women are funnier. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Cougar, Cougar Town. I mean, hilarious. Truly. Hilarious like, show. Very funny show. She does such a good job in it, Courtney Cox. But it's like, obviously, Jennifer Anderson's a massive movie star. And then, but of can course, also Lisa still be Kudrow, funny. Like, but can she still was be funny. funny. And horrible bosses. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Lisa Kudrow, like, hello. I mean, hilarious. She just, in everything. I, I've never seen Basically, her do Basically, all still too. Never. You guys look like just plastic surgery disasters. Crap. Oh my God. The guys look insane. Insane. Like David Schwimmer. I was like, what did you do to your face? They all look like pumpkins. It was insane. Insane. It's insane. Um, uh, but yes, Brooke Shields. We might be doing a live stream for the reunion and I can't wait to talk about their heads. Um, (laughs) In Joey's shoes. Yeah. Those goddamn soccer shoes. So Brooke Shields was fantastic. You're a grown-ass man. Don't wear soccer shoes and jeans to a fucking reunion where you're going to be on camera. I think he was was saving the shoes for that. I think he was like, finally, a reason to wear my shoes. (laughs) With my best jeans. (laughs) Like I think he was like chomping at the bit. Best expensive jeans. <laughs> um, she confronts Joey because she saw him on the television kissing another woman and she thinks yeah. it's real life. And to get him out of it, all the friends throw water at Joey and do like big uh, soap opera like very killed funny. my twin brother type thing. Very funny. Very funny. Very, very good. And um, I think that's most of the plot in the episode. JP, we got like a question that we like to ask all of our guests, right? And I know exactly what it is. You, we do, we do. Alana, Alana, who was your best friend of the episode? Um, I'm gonna say, uh, you know what? I, I am gonna say Brooke Shields in this episode because you always want to have friends that bring out the best in you, and if she could bring anything close to what she did out of me. I've made a good choice. Brooke Shields. I hope her, I hope her character's doing good. And, and okay. you know what? As do I. <laughs> oh, she can't be with, unfortunately, she can't be with Russ because he's already paired off. <laughs> Russ, fucking Russ. JP, who was your best friend of the episode this week? That is a tough one. Um, First time I've said it correctly. You no. Know, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little bit, uh, uh, for different rationale. I'm going to go with, uh, Marcel because he finally made me hate him. Wow. Okay. That's, I'm done with that monkey. I'm done with him and I don't need him anymore. And, um, I don't want to see him on my show anymore. Okay. So he's your best friend because he saved you from himself. <laughs> Got it. I don't think he ever does come back. He's going to be in the next episode though, JP. So prepare yourself. Oh, I'm not watching that card. But that's that doesn't count as um, coming back because it's a part two. So it's still part of this episode. So he does one. not come back. Yep. Yeah. This is it. This is the swan. It's a part two. Yeah, it's a part two. Nate, who was your best friend of the episode? My best friend of the episode was the possum. Creature of the night. 
uh, hanging, defying gravity, mocking us with your strength of your tail, carrying its babies on its own back. The possum, JP. That's a good one. Now, did you have that? Did, did you have that like right off the dome? I, I riffed that. I was trying to remember exactly what he said, but I just, I just came up with that all by myself. It was really good, Nate. Um, Alana, I want to thank you so much for coming on, talking about Friends. It has been just a wonderful, wonderful experience here. Um, oh, my God. Thanks for uh, thanks so much for finally wrapping up. Dying to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Do you have, uh, you have anything that you couple plugs. Um, if you want to uh, check out the podcast, Self-Esteem Party it is on Sonar Network and wherever you get your podcasts. And we are at Self-Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm at the only Alana Johnson on Instagram and at Alana underscore Johnson on Twitter. I post a lot of pictures of my butt, my hair, and some fun character videos. And of course, the everything about the podcast and the chili toss. So um, yeah, check out all that if you like. And, and- I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, you're nominated for an uh, an award two. for the podcast intro. Two, yeah. what are the two nominations for Canadian Podcast Award? Um, best um, health and fitness, and best um, opening theme song, which I wrote. I know, and it's really really good. JP, really cool. How come we're not oh, nominated for any Canadian Podcast Award? Oh, I could I could literally I give think of a single. Reason. I could give nothing but reasons, uh, but again, I'm dying to get out of here, so. <laughs> And we'll have to, I'll have to come back for the live stream of the reunion and let you know. Um, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you on that then. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Nate, anything you want to plug before we go? I'm going to go, uh, you know, uh, stitch up some of these knife wounds in my back, JP. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to our, our producer, Chris White, who does all our sound and music for the show. Chris White, you can check him out at XYP Music on Twitter. And um, I just would really ask everybody to check out Crime of the Century uh, on HBO. Alex Gibney documentary. He's an Academy Award winning documentarian. Really important, upsetting story. And you can even see me for approximately 30 seconds, 29 of which are my tie clip. So um, thank you all for listening. Nate, you're my best friend. I love you. And uh, thanks for doing this show with me, My best friend, buddy. I love you. Have a good day. Thank you, Alana. Stop recording? Beautiful. Stop recording, yeah? yeah. Stop recording. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like you have the two most unprofessional hosts I've ever met in my life.